Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Richard Geiger and Ken Seymour. <sighs> yes, we're here to speed our way through a review of a movie. That's right. We're going to be going at a quicker rate of speed just in honor of what we're talking about today. <laughs> it, not that it's 11 o'clock at night or anything. It's We're matching the pace of the subject matter that's right if you couldn't tell from the not so subtle uh jokery at the beginning we're going to be talking about the flash Yay! yeah it's gonna it's i think it's going to be a a good ride here now as always we're going to give a little uh non-spoilery uh thing at the beginning and then we're going to go into our pseudo-scientific method uh and then just uh come up with a score that means nothing to anybody except for us so (laughs) but those are the people that matter the most. That's right. In this certain scenario, That's you right. listeners, you matter the most in all scenarios. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to be careful. Yeah. We, we don't want to alienate anybody. No. Alien. Uh, okay, so. Mm-hmm. They were aliens, yes. That's right. So, um, what did you think? Is this a movie that should be seen in the theaters? Is it something that should be uh, wait for streaming? Or is it something that, uh, you know, maybe just see it when you see it? Unfortunately, for most of you listening, it, it's going to be one for you to just wait till it's streaming. And that's fine. Uh, I, I was actually looking forward to seeing this one in the theater because I liked the subject matter. I grew up in uh, on Michael Keaton Batman, so I was all about going to the theater to see this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I similarly, I, I, I had some previous investment into this, and I, I feel that a lot of the way it was designed, like so many uh, movies, it, it plays better in a theater, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's more enjoyable in a theater, but it still should be good on streaming when it comes out. It's, it's worth a watch. Now, of course, that depends on your view of certain individuals that are associated with this, and we've had this discussion before, and, um, you know, it's it's one of those things you have to look at your own personal, you know, um, biases and thought processes and how you feel about supporting certain people. I know my son felt funny about uh, potentially going to see this in the theater because of uh, Ezra Miller's involvement. Um, I kind of flipped it around on him and I said, okay, yeah, you have a problem with uh, what you've seen from this, but first of all, were you there? What do you really know what happened? And more importantly, was this the only person involved with this project? The, there are tons of people that are involved with this that you're you're not really just talking about the one individual. And so granted, he's the one that has the most screen time. Right. Um but one thing this film, the majority of this film was actually created in 2019 if I'm not mistaken. Right. So it's been sitting on a shelf for quite some time. It got some polish put on it, and reshoots were done after uh, the bad stuff. So you could either take a $200 hit and just ditch this project, or you could put it out and try to recoup some of your money, and I think they... They just chose to put it out. I think I think it's logical, and you know, uh, more than likely, if if uh, the uh, behavior accusations are true and everything, the smart move will just be in the future that the they won't cast him. Yeah, oh, sorry, won't, won't cast them. My apologies, but there's still time for crime and punishment. That's right. So we're going to break things down into a possibility of a hundred points. 
you've been here before. You know what the descriptions are. I'm not going to go through the whole rigmarole. Yeah, but, and that's also in an effort to go faster <laughs> to get through things. Yes. So, um, well, we're just going to jump into it. We're going to go in the order that uh, I always put this down in, in the way that I do things. So we're going to start with cast. Cast can have up to 20 points. This had a heck of a cast. It's It's got a lot of recognizable faces, uh, a lot of repeat faces, uh, and a lot of callback faces. Oh, yeah. I... I gotta admit, uh, there were several instances that I just kind of, kind of nerded out a little bit. The the Nicolas Cage, uh, <laughs> in the Superman outfit that yep. was kind of cool. You can look that you can look him up uh, online and see an actual image of him in the suit was that was designed specifically for him to be in because he was cast to do it. It's just the movie fell through. Oh yeah, uh, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, you know, seeing the, the old uh, Superman television show bit with with the Jay Garrick version of The Flash and the mm-hmm. thing, um, that was really kind of fun. You know, just, uh, just being able to see various incarnations. Now, it does feel like a little bit of an insult that none of the CW stuff got shown, considering that Ezra showed up in Crisis on Infinite Earths. I found that odd as well. There's got to be some reason why they didn't do it. You, you brought in all the most random of callbacks, but that one, a show that's been on for how many seasons? Yeah, it's super popular. Arguably way more popular than this film. Or this you know collection of films over the last you know, X amount of years. Right. So that, that, was, a little, that was a little weird. Um, um, I think Sasha Kale did great. Uh, for the amount of time that they that they gave her on screen, uh, not what I would have thought of for the casting of Supergirl, but considering the the kind of mashup they were doing between uh, Flashpoint and other things, actually it works. It makes sense. Yeah, we we've talked in the past about hey, like changing the the cast, changing the description of the character to kind of like bring in a different set of uh, cast members or whatever. Uh, that's fine. And in the, I think generally you think of the Supergirl maybe as teenage girl, blonde hair. That's right. how she's portrayed. But this one, like I've seen her portrayed as, uh, you know, she was a soldier. And in this one, it's she was a soldier. She was sent uh, to protect Clark. And that didn't happen in this scenario. So that whole presentation line and her in the film, hey, I'm cool with that. I thought she did fine. What did you think of Ron Livingston as dad? They had to change because of, not because they didn't like, um, mm, he was in um, lots of different movies. Anyway, uh he was recast, and now he's dead, and he has long hair, and it was curly, and I thought he just looked funny to me. Um, <laughs> his acting was mediocre, and that's okay. Uh, I've always thought that in, in certain situations in the films and the TV shows that he's in, either he's great or he's, you know, not. Um, <laughs> that's sorry, sorry to say that. Band of Brothers is one of my most favorite things of all time. And of course he's in that office space is an amazing, amazing movie. Yeah. And he's also in that. Uh, and he's great in those things. Other things it's like, he's overacting. Uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a little it was a little odd. Um, but you know, it it's it doesn't he, he doesn't need to do a whole lot in the film. His part was small. It's key as an important right. motivator for Barry Allen, but that's about it. Um, having um, having uh, Maribel Verdu uh, as mom, giving a little uh, Hispanic uh, twist to the Barry Allen universe. It's nice. Fine. Yeah. She was good. She was good. Um, yeah, just generally speaking, everybody that was involved was pretty awesome. I was really happy that Michael Shannon yeah, came it, back. He doesn't seem the type to want to come back to do something like this. Yeah. And he was very emotionless and blah. But you know what? That's, That's okay. Right. You know? So uh, he was he was cool. I like Michael Shannon. I didn't have a problem with him. Um you know the big one, of course, that we're we all see in all the the trailers for you know Michael Keaton coming back. He killed it. Great. You know what? All I I said to Ken before is after watching this movie, it just wanted me. It just made me like want to go back and watch the original Batman, the original Michael Keaton Batman, and I did like the next day, and just he killed it. Yeah. You know the funny thing is. Um, uh, looking at um, Barry's friends, uh, what was what was the actress's name that played Patty? Saoirse, Saoirse Monica Jackson. Right, right, and uh, yeah, and, and Rudy Mancuso. Mm-hmm. They did okay. Yeah. So the 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 roommates and the the collective in younger Barry's room. Uh, they played off of each other very well, and I thought that that was a fun little, you know, collective, if you will, right. for a short period of time. The whole movie was very lighthearted for the majority of the time, and there was always elements of that in between the heavy and the high stakes. Um, having uh, uh, Kiersey Clemens as Iris, she was, she was okay. Yeah. Now the they thing, didn't give her a lot of room to do anything. Nope. She was a reporter. Um, if you watched the the Zack Snyder Justice League, you got more of her face in this environment. So it was great to actually have her be back for this film. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I'm going to compare them to the actors that were in the Flash show, and I'm I'm sorry, but. I, while I liked what Ezra did in the film, I thought he actually did pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. I liked him better in, in this than the Justice League. Oh, definitely so. Uh, but comparing those two to their TV counterparts, it's not even close. Uh, it's the Now, part of it, to be fair, they had nine seasons to Practice. develop those characters. But even episode one, the amount of charisma that they both had was way higher than these two in the film. Now, that's, that's not a detraction from these two at all. It's just sometimes you get casting exactly right, and that's what they did with the show, and then the movie was good. Uh, now, it, when I say exactly right, I will reiterate, this is not, this is a very subjective thing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, the, the casting in the show, that was what Barry Allen and Iris West were supposed to be like. It's like the the writers and the the casting directors freaking read my mind, 
And this, I mean, I, it, it's going to be hard to beat that. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Yeah, and, and this story itself is an amalgamation, I think, of many things going on at the same time. Yeah. And that's why you don't get the, that consistency. But, um, you know, the one thing to discuss here, too, is there is a lot of Justice League things that are referenced and lead up to even the opening sequence in this one, too. So you get a lot of those uh, previous characters uh, that you saw in Justice League uh, in this one as well. So I, I like that consistency. I like the fact that they got Tamara Morrison for just that little snippet. Yeah, that was um, great. That was funny. Um, I liked that y- you had the some of the core members show up. No Superman. That's disappointing. Um, but they, they did mention him. He mm-hmm. was using his laser eyes to uh, create a tunnel for the lava, which to me was amazing because yeah. like you see that. But you never you never see it like in live action. So they just hinted at it. So kudos to that little snippet there. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa showed up at the end. Very funny. That was Um, uh, Gal Gal was there uh, at the beginning uh, in just a great part. Once again, lighthearted. Batfleck. um, He did what he needed to do. Great. Yep. Um, I, I liked a lot of those sequences. And of course, the big one. Um, I'll call it the big one at the end was our little our little guest Bruce Wayne yes. that showed up at the very end. Yes, having having George Clooney show up was a lot of fun because arguably he needed redemption, not as a person, but he got stuck with the absolute worst oh, gosh, of yeah. the Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just to see him roll up and then the response that like that's how it ends. Like who the who the F are you? Like now did you hilarious. hear did you hear who they tried to get? Clooney was not the first choice. Who they tried to get? They tried to get uh, maybe the best known and best loved Batman. Oh yes, they did Christian Bale, but he declined. He did. He did decline. It's like, come on, you just got to wear a suit and step out of a damn car. How much? How much hype would you get for just doing that? And hey, you get paid for half a day's work. Oh man! And you, you don't have to do much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like seeing George Clooney too, but I mean, yeah. It, when when it comes to again Batman and the live action, that is the that is arguably the best. Now, I mean, some would say Keaton, and that's a hard choice between those two. But yeah, um, I, I think the thing that you in the original Batman's with Keaton is you you got a Jack Nicholson Joker in that picture too. And you have who was the bigger star in that film? That's kind of that's kind of the thing. So uh, yeah, if you if if you haven't, I don't know if you're if you're our age and you haven't watched that Batman movie, you're what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? But like Jack Nicholson crushed it in that movie. Yeah, he he really did. There's no reason he should have been that good. Um, so in it, in, in the, as to wrap up, you know how we said we were going to be faster and we're not going <laughs> much faster we here. We like the movie. We it's like exciting. Movie. So yeah. sorry. We're, we're going. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Out of 20, I would give that uh, really solid, um, really solid casting. Uh, I don't know. Let's go with 16. Uh, I, I liked it a bit more, probably because of a lot of, lot of the guest things that showed up in there. So I went with 17. Yeah, pretty fair all around. Uh, let's talk about the director. Now, the directy, directy? 
I looked at his last name and immediately it flipped. Yeah, there's an I. <laughs> Andy Muschietti. Um, if you're familiar with it, uh, the most recent incarnation of the film, um, you know both uh, both chapters. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's got some he's got some really solid uh, directorial stuff under his belt already, um, but uh, it's more horror before this. Uh, um, I'm not familiar with mama mama is another horror film um it's it's creepy it's actually really good oh that's got um scroll down just a bit that's got uh nicolaj yes i like him Uh, i guess i'm a game of thrones fan so um you have to like him kind of or hate him i don't know yeah no i I, as far as horror films go i'm pretty critical it's like oh that, that was fun it was it was it was well done, and I have on purpose been waiting to watch it. I still haven't seen either of them yet because I'm that's my favorite Stephen King novel, and the original TV adaptation of it was so incredibly underwhelming. I can't say bad because for what it was, it was actually really good. The casting at that time was fantastic, but it was well, on TV, so you couldn't do anything. Well, Tim Curry action for you, yeah. So I I will tell you that I um. I don't read anything. Um, the last, the last full book that I read was probably in sixth grade. I almost read, I almost read um, a book about a year and a half ago. I'm, I'm about a chapter away from finishing it. Um, any, any hue. I have not read any of these books when it comes to it. Uh, I have watched the first one and parts of the second one, and. It's legit. Now, it doesn't match the story. I don't know, but I'm going to get to it eventually. I, it's it's I actually, worth a watch. I read it in fifth grade, <laughs> so I mean, I was I was reading some maybe age inappropriate material fairly early, but I I just devoured books when I was young. I did up until sixth grade. I read a lot of books, but you know, something changed. But yeah. So anyway, this guy clearly knows what he's doing, and in this film, this could have been just an absolute disaster. There was so much going on, so many people that you need to give a moment to shine to, so many storylines that is going to uh, have bits and pieces from that need to just go together, and then you have to manage everything else on top of it. That's that's a tall order. Well, the the rug hadn't quite been pulled out from underneath the DCEU yet. Right. Um while this was being made and they got a fresh face to come in and do some directing and you're right your 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 callbacks to some of these things are just incredible so to have to manage not make it cheesy but make it fun make it funny um make it so that if you are to go and watch it it makes sense mm-hmm. if you haven't seen some of the other things that it makes still makes sense and i thought he blended everything together well I thought it had a, a a good pace, like I said, a lightheartedness to it in between the serious things. So um, kudos to him for doing something that could have been hot garbage. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, so with that, with that and the pacing being much better than I expected it would be because so many of the DC things are just such a, a slog to get through sometimes, um, I'm going to give him a 13 out of 15. And I matched your 13 with yet another 13. Hurrah! 
Oh, uh, so that will take us to costuming and props, something that is incredibly important in any superhero-based uh, movie or television program. And there's a lot of colors, a lot of things going on. Um, the Flash costume is iconic, and they wanted to put their own little spin on it and have it kind of feel, it almost felt like um, uh, the Rocketeer, stylistically. Yeah, it, it had it had some CGI on it, right? Because it, it, it did glow a bit. And that's what they, I feel like that's what they've been doing recently with a lot of these. And they've also been filling in like muscle pads, right? right. You know, like right. bulking it up. But if you, if you look when he doesn't have the suit on, um, he's actually kind of pseudo ripped. He's yeah. it, at least, you know, three, four years ago, he was working out to, to fill up that suit. So I, I don't know that they had to embellish the suit a whole lot. Right. Yeah. So he, it didn't. It wasn't distracting to me. I thought it looked pretty, pretty good. Great, yeah. no good. Yeah, they they seem pretty fit for sure. Um, I I don't like the the design changes to the suit. <laughs> I thought it was too much. Um, the ring was nice. The deploying of the suit was nice, but it just it just looked like he was uh, wearing Power Ranger armor. It was it was particularly bad on that design i think well i i i think and and call me crazy on this but i i think when the flash is portrayed on maybe on tv uh, on the cartoons especially he has a lot of muscle tone but he's not bulky no right he's still quote slim i'll say um relative to the other heroes that are around yeah, him comparatively and i thought in this one he like i said he just seemed like he was a little bit more like like beefy just look at his his feet and his and his legs uh it just seemed like he was maybe Bigger. too ripped i don't know maybe. i don't know well I, I i look at less at the the physicality just more of the design standpoint i I thought, uh, you know, uh, that was my my two cents on that. The Supergirl uh, suit was good. Uh, the CGI rendition on it sometimes was not. No, um, but the color and the, and the design yeah. matched our previous presentations that we were given for Superman. Now, so. uh, I will tell you this. The uh, temporary suit that uh, the younger Flash uh had on that was hilarious and wonderful yeah i like how he was sitting there sawing off the the ears <laughs> it was so good um the um all of the there was so, the, the big thing is there was so much stuff between the batmobile and the the batarangs and all the stuff that goes with being batman as well as all of the stuff that went with uh, being the Flash and all the other stuff, there's a lot. There's just just so much, just breadth and width that they put into everything. So you had a cornucopia of stuff to choose from, and most of it was really really solid. Yeah, and you got of course an opening sequence with uh, the Batfleck, mm -hmm. although his suit looked off. It was a little odd in some way. I'm not sure how. Couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. Um, not that it was bad. It just 
had a, didn't fit the tone of all the other suits and things that you saw, but him riding his four-wheeled motorcycle, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. And his, you know, the the big the big ship that deployed it. Uh, call back again, of course, to the the Justice League because that was the same uh, ship they used before. And, and you're right, all the little utility belt tools that were used, kind of sprinkled for both Batman, bat, bath. Both Batmen, yep. both Batmans. I think either would work. The men's. Yeah, they, they were cool. They were legit. Um, the even the little things like when they're in the kitchen having their little fight. Uh, all the stuff in there kind of made sense where it was at. Uh, I, I I mentioned briefly in terms of going to the Bat Cave. Uh, the Bat Cave. If you watch the original Batman. They reproduced that stuff almost to a T. Oh, that's going into locations. Well, no, I'm talking like the computer screens, oh, th- and of course the Batmobile, the Batwing. That was that was a little that was a different design. The little rotating thing that uh, he stayed the that cockpit fun. straight. That that was cool. That was a nice design. But the actual the actual monitors and the things that you saw that were components of being in the Batcave. They they were identical, so I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah, just all in all, I I don't think they could have done much better. Like I said, there were a couple of design elements I didn't like too much. Uh, the the uh, flash after he had gone through the time thing multiple times just looked kind of cruddy. Um, yeah, with the thing stabbed through him, and then yeah. he kind of got like bulky and angry and and i understand they're going for a scary look but you can be scary without being kind of just messy it's just like oh let's cover him in mud it's like okay it's mud flash (laughs) well he had been you know so degraded after so many times through this yeah bubble sure uh just meh that was not much but still even with that the the minor missteps to me that's a nine out of ten um, I did nine as well. Yeah. Uh, now, talking about the locations, um, uh, I I said something to my wife about one of the locations that she still hasn't seen the film. But when she goes to see it, it's like the um, when they get to Wayne Manor and they're walking through the area with the checkerboard floor, it's the exact same room, exact same room from the first film mm. when they're doing the party. I mean that that one was seared into my brain. It's like, is did they just shoot at the same place, or did they really just recreate that room from that scene? That what the one scene that it was yeah. in in the first film? It's like really, man. Yeah, attention to detail when it came to that Batman. Yeah, clearly a lot of love on that. Um, and you had a lot of places that uh, that they they got to be involved with. They're getting to be overseas when they're freeing Supergirl, the the apartment and the homes for the the Flash. You get a lot of uh, cityscape stuff. You've got uh, uh, the battlefields where the, the the they get to go to a lot of places. So it's uh, a lot of different tonal shifts. Very good, very good detail in everything. Yeah, good detail. The posters that were on the walls in the various scenes in the apartment buildings. Um, they're at the they're at the research, not the research place. They're at the police station where they get zapped. Um, there, there's a little bit of places here and there. Like the the battlefield was honestly just you know dirt. So 
nothing too crazy there. But it's, it's again, it matches kind of from the Superman film. You got it. Yep, because that's where they um, chatted with him originally. So I, yeah, I, I get all all those things. And we mentioned the Batcave looked really good too. Um, yeah, I think overall good. The the wherever they were doing the fighting stuff at, what was that, Siberia mm-hmm. or wherever. You know, like that part was fine. And the 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 cityscape when you go walking through the alleyways and stuff, like that was fine. Like that was just well, the the silo where they're where they drop down and cause the, the sound issue and the windows. I thought that was really well designed oh, yeah, and looked yep. good. Um I, again, nine out of ten for me. I did it eight out of ten for me. Yeah. Um the score. Uh this score, I'll tell you what, is Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's not what I would call amazing, mm-hmm. but it's good. And anytime you can get a little Chicago in there, uh, that makes me happy. I'm not a great big fan of Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but you got all the, all the cool stuff that from the other films, they tried to match the music thematically. Yep. And it's, um, I like that. Yeah, I once again going back to the OG Batman, uh, and we keep referring to that as the 1989 Michael Keaton uh, Batman. Anyway, uh, so you had the locations, you had the costume and props, you had the soundtrack. So, I mean, there's no prints. We didn't hear any of that. But uh, the the actual theme, I just thought it all. It wasn't forced. No, and it blended pretty well. Um, it, it, for the most part, you know, it's again, we talk about it, not, not jarring you out of the scene and, and actually making the scenes better. I think for the most part, it did it. Nothing really jumped out at me as being amazing, uh, but it was all solid and it paid, it paid, um, homage to what it needed to. So for me, that's an eight out of 10. Yeah. And when you're doing the action sequences and you have like the score that goes on in the background, not distracting. Yeah. So eight is a good score. All right, now that we get into the nitty-gritty, let's talk some cinematography. Uh, lots of punchy-punchy. Yeah, the uh, when we look at the cinematography, so we, we look at, sometimes we focus on the fighting choreography. Sometimes we look at the actual, how did they move from point A to point B with their cameras? And sometimes we look at the CGI as mm-hmm. well. So... If there was a weak spot, it would probably be certain elements of the CGI in this film. Definitely so, uh, especially the the time in the time in the Speed Force. Uh, there are elements of that that are good, like the bubble itself looks good. Uh, the running forward but backwards. I'm sorry, that's stupid. It is incredibly dumb. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that, but you you had to, I guess, I guess, illustrate how you were, there was no dial to turn. Yeah, but he didn't change the direction, whether he was going backwards or forwards, he was always running backwards while he's in the speed force. This is dumb. This is dumb. I mean, I, I understand it's supposed to be dreamy in some way, focus on everything else. Uh, <laughs> but but that's a plot point. But that is, that is a plot point. Um, the... The, the CGI for the surrounding areas, the concept I liked. Execution? 
not so much. Yeah, it, it was a little. It, it was missing detail where it needed detail, and when it had detail, the detail was just off. Um, and you know, you could say, "Well, it's a dream state." No, it's not. It is not a dream state. It is he's looking at time, um, and sure, it's going to be filtered through the brain, but uh, you can represent it better than that. I th- I think from what I've from what I've seen and heard, it's another instance where they were just overworked. Yeah, but in some of the other sequence that they did, uh, it was much less noticeable oh, yeah. of an issue. And whether it's Supergirl flying, Supergirl fighting, uh, the Kryptonians with their suits fighting, or their ships, uh, all those things look yeah. fine. The lightning was good. The slow-mo was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bit at the beginning where they had the sequence with the falling babies, that was fantastic. Yeah, the dog. Oh, I mean, even even the the <laughs> the the end credits bit where they brought it back. <laughs> well, that, it looked good. So the the thing about that is 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 that sequence in a sense an original sequence? No. Um, that's more of a plot thing, but I feel like a lot of times when you see the flash represented, maybe that he, his abilities are underpresented on screen. Right. So this just gives you like, no, this dude's really fast. And it, to him, he can make That's the speed force element of it where it's just everything else around him stops or slows down. So he right. can manipulate those things. And him running through cityscapes and across rivers and oceans and whatever going pretty quick. I still don't like that this is a cinematography thing. I don't like him flipping the like the like the reverse swimming, I guess you could call it, where where the hands are flipping. It is a little weird. That was a thing in all the other ones too. Yeah. And I just don't I didn't understand that. Um I think he's just trying to I think that's a performance choice trying to look different from how Flash is portrayed anywhere else, making it almost like a dance in, in, in a, a, a ballet kind of flair to it, which I can understand. I don't like it, <laughs> yeah. but I can understand it. Or the, I've got it like you're, like you're revving your engines type thing. You have to do some weird cheesy pose before you can then run fast. Wouldn't you just like, I got to go bye, And then like you would run fast. Like you just go, you wouldn't have to pose first. Are you, what are you, are you charging something up? I, I, I Maybe think. getting mental focus or something. I think that could have been represented better. I think they, they really did that just so they could have that early joke uh, where the, he gets the thing thrown at him and it hits him in the head. Oh yeah. 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 But I don't know. Um, all in all um, the, the fights were easy to follow. Those effects were pretty solid. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. Supergirl's power level presented uh, adequately. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be on par with Superman. So, uh, even even though technically she had just started absorbing some energy, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, pretty solid. Um, I would go with uh, let's go with twelve out of fifteen on that one. I think I did something similar. Twelve out of fifteen as well. Yeah. Um, plot writing. Um, okay. Another multiverse film. 
Yes, and we're we're, we're not going to see any less of these. No, whether it's from Marvel or DC, it's that's just how it's going to work. Um, but you you had to know if you were a fan of DC at all, like at all, and you know how the Flashpoint storyline works. That is a multiverse, or really, it's an alternate reality not multiple right like right. it's just one where this one not only did they present you the one but they also presented you a look at all the other ones and they're crashing and failing and i i can see why people in in terms of like if you say that this movie is a multiverse movie and people are just going to be like Ugh, they already have they're everybody's going to have multiverse fatigue i get it i yeah. understand yeah um I will I will say this. There are elements of the, the the writing of the story that I liked, and there are definitely some things that I felt were a little weaker. Um, the dialogue was actually pretty solid. That's one of the things mm-hmm. that I liked about this film. It, they kept it going. It it was um, it was uh, consistent. Um, I liked their slightly different uh, explanation of how the time works on an axis rather than uh, just a branch. That's, that's fun. That's something that a lot of people haven't seen, uh, as a concept. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a cool thing. Um, well, making spaghetti. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I think that a lot of the jokes were, were really well done. Mm-hmm. They, they gave some good fleshing out of, uh, personality, um, to most of the characters they had in terms of character growth really wasn't any no that wasn't that wasn't the thing necessarily in this um flash had a little that's about it and you're right i like that the jokes were some were inside jokes some were um just silly deep inside jokes with a hint of dad jokes kind of sprinkled in there too. And they were all throughout the movie too, right? You, I said this was a lighthearted movie and if you've seen it, you, you can see the, I got jokes and jokes. Like it's, it's all throughout the movie. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the whole phasing, not remembering that you also need to phase your clothes with you. Uh, not understanding that when you run fast, you catch on fire. Learning all the mistakes of being a Flash in about a five-minute span, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, foreshadowing for later jokes, talking about it's like, just remember, you can only move people little tiny bits. It's like, oh, oh so he's definitely going to move somebody mm-hmm. too much, yep. and we're going to see what happens from that. And, you know, just all those all those little things, and it's it's it, it, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of fun, and it kind of – creates a, a a version of the flash that can be the audience's um stand in basically what would happen cuz you know the one normal flash you know what if you just had the powers dumped in your lap kind of thing that's a lot, what a lot of people can mm-hmm. imagine that they would do with that sort of a thing so I, I like that it was good yeah i i like the the fleshing out of the abilities because he explained i've been like I've been practicing, I've been learning these things. It took me a while to figure out these things. Where in, like, say the Justice League, it was just I run fast, and that was kind of a, about it. So it showed that he 
he had growth from that movie to this movie because he'd been working on being a better quote superhero even though he was the quote janitor of the justice league but i feel like in any of the the animated things that i have watched it's the same kind of presentation of him as he's the janitor that, that cleans up the mess for everything which is it, funny to me but he's the perfect choice for it because he can get it done in like two seconds yeah and that's it's a lot of fun i like that they address the whole calorie thing it's a it's a common thing that you get to see even back in the 90s flash that was a thing mm-hmm. um uh but the way that they addressed it, uh, as as he's trying to find food while he's running and doing things, that's just kind of it's fun. Um, well, his his he must have like instant digestion too, oh, because yeah. he you know burrito and you know meter instant to to green. Well, you know? it must not only be instant digestion; it must be something like a ninety nine percent conversion rate, because with the amount of food that he eats. His speed should be partially uh, poo uh, related. <laughs> it's just projecting him forward because he's eating a ton of food, never goes to the bathroom. Hmm. Never presented like that, is it? No. Yeah. What? Pure, <laughs> yeah, pure conversion. He, he goes like once every two weeks. <laughs> it's like Futurama. It's that little pellet that weighs just a half a ton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, but, um, you know, obviously nobody wants to think about that aspect any either. Um, but, uh, in terms of, in terms of writing problems, this type of story always, always has an inherent flaw, uh, with the average viewer. I mean, I, I, a lot of, a lot of comic book people are protected from this because they're used to it by now, but ultimately nothing happens. A lot happens, but nothing happens. There's n- essentially no repercussions. I mean, sure, we get mm. Clooney, but... You know, from the beginning, when he's like, man, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to I'm gonna run because that's what I like to do. And then he goes to fix things and he, he's back to where he was. But really, he, he, he did change things. Yes, he did. So what happened since he'd made that one, he still made, uh, he changed something. Yeah, he moved the cans from the bottom shelf to the top shelf. So something had to happen. Um, and we saw that a few things happened, right? Yeah. Um, but what really happened? We'll never know because this is supposed to, quote, reset things, but there's still, um, what's, what's left this year? There's still an Aquaman movie. Well, there's going to be Blue Beetle. And a blue beetle, but the blue beetle is the, according to James Gunn, the first DCU character. Gotcha. Um, so there's still Aquaman, and is the Aquaman going to be like, kind of like what he was in the end of this movie, where he just still isn't? He wasn't Aquaman, or he was Aquaman? I don't know. I, I, it's hard to tell. Yeah. So you're right. In, in in this movie, everything happened, and technically nothing happened. But that's that's comics. That's yeah. This is a way to. This was the way to reset things. It's just. Yeah, I don't think it really reset things. Yeah, I'm not sure. But all in all, for everything that we got to see, it was it was solid. It it's it's a story that's like, oh, I'm glad I saw it. Would I watch it 
repeatedly. Not all of it. I'd want to see snippets, bits and pieces. Yeah, like I haven't watched Black Adam again, and I really don't want to. Um, but you're right, some elements of that movie I'd watch for ten minutes. All right. Um, but this this one was this a one was better. fun. I, I I could see myself watching this again in a couple months when it when it pops up on yeah. on the Max, no longer HBO. Right. Um, so I you know fifteen fifteen out of twenty. I think I did fourteen. Yeah. And now we get to add bonus points. And we actually both have bonus points this time. Yes. That's pretty rare for us. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I had, I, I'm giving one bonus point just because this is something that is anytime there's a time travel film, if it is covered or touched on, it's barely touched. Or it's touched in such a ham-fisted way that it doesn't, it doesn't present well. But... So Barry changes all of history and everything unintentionally. And what do they want to spend at least five to ten minutes talking about? The movies. The actors in the movies have all changed. And he doesn't know who is in what movie anymore because they're all different. So he doesn't – it's not Michael J. Fox in, in, in uh, Back, Back to, the, to the, future. the Future anymore or any of the other stuff. And so I figured that they might, like, just drop one small thing. They didn't. They went on and on and on about it and all of the different things. that It's like that takes some thinking and some planning, and that's so much fun. Yeah, you, you can. we mentioned it before. It was an, an investment in the inside joke, basically. Exactly. So that gets a point for me. What about you, Richard? Um, I gave a point for the phasing aspect of it just because in, in everything that I've ever seen, that's been an, an important characteristic of the Flash character. And I thought in this movie, just to actually see it, but then to have him just, you know, go through a wall to get some beers. And then, of course, they explode on him. Uh, <laughs> great. Cool. Thank you for doing a a, base, a basic Flash um, function that he can do. And then having the reaction just be a no reaction as it's like nothing happened. Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> Happens all the time. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, well, that brings us to our totals. Uh, Richard comes to a 82 and I come to an 83. Uh, that puts us both in uh, the B territory. Mm -hmm. uh, you're in the it's slightly in the minus and mine's just in just under the solid B. Yeah, and I feel like the reviews on this aren't awful, but they're not stellar by any stretch. And, mm -hmm. of course, no one's, unfortunately, going to the box office to this, so it's going to be a big it's going to be a big loss, big financial loss. It stinks, but we know more is coming. Yeah. And not more of this, more of something new. Um, and if it can be done right and it can be done fun, you know what, we'll – quote, suffer through the remainder of these things. And if it needs means a restart in a couple of years, okay, cool, fine. I'm, I'm cool. I'll, I'll give James Gunn a chance. He's he's done great so far. Mm -hmm. All right, so, listeners, what did you think? Were we right on the money? Is this the absolute best film you've ever seen? The worst film? You know where we are. You know what social media we're on. We'd always love to hear from you. Uh, sometimes uh, we put these things out. We we just kind of wonder. It's like, hey, I know, I, I know people are listening. I can see. 
<laughs> I can see them listening. Uh, but we would love to see your opinions on things. Just give us a shout-out on Facebook or shout-out on Twitter or on Instagram. We'd love to get your reactions. Now, next week, this is a rare twofer. Mm. Uh, we're going to do another movie review next week because there are a couple things we wanted to talk about like rapidly in a row. So we're going to talk about Extraction 2 next week. Fun movie. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but no, no spoilers. Not in this podcast.